This week on the BAMFcast. But we ain't lying. The BAMFcast is going to the mall. What All right, welcome to the BAMFcast. Hey, BAMFcast. BAMFcast. Episode 244. 244. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck. 200 roarty so roar. So right. <laughs> so right. Yep. Uh, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the BAMFcast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. And come in here and talk about it for the first half. And we break them. Good bad movies and jo- enjoyable bad movies. They get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Hey, robot jocks. Robot jocks. <laughs> and the bad bad movies. This is stay away. They get a negative slice, get one to five bags. That's some douchebags after Twilight. Boo. 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 So. Can't make a work on Twilight. Um, no, you can't. Yeah. This was, this was recommended to us a couple times. By Yuri. Yuri, yeah. Jerry. He no. sent multiple emails. Oh, yeah. oh, was it him more than once? I yes. thought we had more than one person. Because okay. he was like, listen, listen, you've got to watch Roar. <laughs> Guys, I don't think you understand. Yeah. And 1981's Roar. Yeah, basically his email was like, you guys like things where you suspect stuntmen were killed and people were in true peril. <laughs> yep. And we're <laughs> like, yeah, we kind of do. We like, do like that's, that. That stuff's pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, well, you should watch this movie then. I think he undersold that aspect of it. I believe yeah. he did. Just, yeah. just a wee bit, a wee bit. Um, because let's go ahead and read the plot summary like we usually do. Okay, and that might tell you a little bit about it. Ravening jungle beasts assemble in flocks to invade an otherwise quiet home, where they chase humans up and down stairways and from one room to another. <laughs> an otherwise quiet home? Yeah. No. Well, it, <laughs> it was once a quiet home. Sure, until the lions moved in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, know if it anymore. ever was a quiet home. I, I mean, there was a point probably. I think where during it was... construction it was quiet. Yeah. Yes. No, with the hammers and saws and. No, that was probably pretty compared quiet compared to, to yeah. compared, compared to 150 lions. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Roar. Which, yeah. Sometimes you get those circular saws going and... I don't know. But yeah, this movie stars lions. <laughs> yeah. This movie stars lions so much that they actually <laughs> give them a credit. Not only just a starring credit, but a writing credit yeah. as well. Yeah. And a directing credit. Yep. Yes. Yes. Three, well, three lions get credits. No, no, no. They say in the beginning, they're... Like, the very first uh, title screen that comes up is, like, the American Humane Society or whatever. <laughs> yes. ASPCA thing that's like, no animals were harmed in the filming of this. They're not including humans in the animal genome, apparently. Um, but mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then it's like, all right, here's some people, some humans that are in it. And then, also, we decided to use uh, untrained wild lions and other large cats. And so, therefore, they get directing, writing, and starring credit. And also, here's the three main ones, and they mm-hmm. have names. Yeah, Torgar. Yeah, Togar. Togar. Sorry, Togar. we were getting Togar. it wrong the entire time. It's yeah, it was fun Togar, to like Ron or something like that. I don't know. Does he have hey. an IMDb yeah, credit? That's what I was like, actually, <laughs> no, looking. they don't. Oh, however, um, boo. The most notable credit. I mean, Melanie Griffith. Yes. Yes. Tippy Hedren is Noel's wife. Who Noel Marshall is the director and the main star. Mm-hmm. Though his name is Hank in the movie. But his wife, Tippi Hedren, her daughter, Melanie Griffith, mm-hmm. his two sons, John and Jerry, yep. are all in the movie. Yep. Yes. This is one where, like, the story behind the movie is more interesting than what, well, not necessarily more interesting, but, like, explains a lot 
Well, from a story standpoint, it's more interesting because this movie is not a story. Yeah, there is no story. <laughs> like, like, there is no plot synopsis to be had here. Nope. However, well, <laughs> this okay. is... They own all of these lions and tigers and... Bears. Bobcats and... Jaguars. Yeah, jaguars and... Cheetahs. Cheetahs and... Bob, uh, you said bobcats. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Large cats. Lynxes. In general. Lynx yeah. eyes. No Linksalises, basically no cougars. This movie, I think there was a mountain lion. This movie took eleven years and seventeen million dollars to make. Yep, worth every penny. (sighs) Fuck yeah, it was because, oh my god, like (laughs) there's yes, every all right. Let's start off with this. Literally, everyone in the movie got mauled at some point. Yeah. Except Would you like one the stats? Guy. One guy. <laughs> yeah, one guy. One guy did not. Everyone else. That should be the trivia. Including cinematographer Jan DeBont, mm-hmm. who went on to film, you know, stuff like Die Hard and made Speed and Speed. Twister. Yep. Mm-hmm. And The Haunting, the uh, remake that was really terrible. Uh, Jan DeBont got attacked and nearly scalped by one of the lions and required 120 stitches to reattach his scalp. Fantastic. Yeah. Melanie Griffith required 51 stitches in her face. And plastic surgery. <laughs> in her face. In her face. <laughs> in your face, Melanie Griffith. He also so, shot Leonard Part 6. Well, that's fantastic. <laughs> I, <just laughs> I, mean, like, I wonder which one was scarier. <laughs> oh, and Clan of the Caper. Oh, good. It all comes back. Yeah, he just... <laughs> circular. You don't expect him, and there he is. Devon. Yeah. Just don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But this was apparently one... Um, there's debate whether this is his first Hollywood film or... If it was another one that was released in 1981. But considering they were filming in the yeah. 70s. Yeah. Well, they said this was t- took 11 years to four years Basically to film. Basically, four years of filming, um, 11 years from like the, let's do this. And <laughs> apparently the let's do this part involved, let's find a way to own 110 lions and tigers and God knows what else. And two elephants. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because there were fucking evil elephants in this. Yeah, there were pissed off elephants in this. Was there anything else, any other animals that just, like, threaten lives? No, there's big cats and two elephants. There were giraffes, but they were just kind of like, we emote Those were wild giraffes. There was an ostrich. There there was an ostrich, yeah. Mm -hmm. Ostrich. (laughs) Ostrich at the airport. We don't know that's if they a sad, own ostrich. That's a sad ostrich. Man. Because... He can't fly. Exactly. <laughs> He's just sitting there in the fucking terminal. He's on permanent and, standby. And by, yeah. and by terminal, I mean patch He's, he's on the list. The, he's on... He can't fly. <laughs> he's on the... Aw. Aw. Homeland Security hates that ostrich. <laughs> but that's, uh, that poor fucking ostrich has to sit there and watch two planes a day yep. fly in and out of that airport. Well, he's trying to warn him. He's like, uh, don't go to that house. Lions there. <laughs> but he can't speak. Nope. So he has to just glare at them. Like, but this time, it's but, the people who have their heads in the sand. No, it's not. No, it's not. Lions are the main feature from Scott 2. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Jesus. Scott 2 yeah. also asks if Bobcat Goldthwait is in this picture. No. He probably yeah. was. As a baby. Uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> so, I'm a lion. There's, uh, I get it. There's three chunks of this movie, basically. Uh, okay. I mean, very much first there's act, the second the act, third act. chunk ripped out of Tippy Hedron. Yeah. There's <laughs> a chunk ripped out of Yandabon. Yes. <laughs> and there's a chunk ripped out of Noel Marshall. But, like, the first third is Noel Marshall and his buddy shows up in a boat. Mm-hmm. And his buddy's just like, hey, what are you doing? It's Let's... incoherent. It's yeah, like, I, meanwhile, I the story is here's... doesn't matter. But what just happens is that the dude gets off the boat and lions and tigers just everywhere attack 
everywhere. But, yes. But you have to, I mean, you you sort of have to set this additional thing up, which is that at every single every single shot, there is a lion, tiger, or other large cat mauling Noel Marshall near to death. <laughs> yes. His hand is already bandaged when the movie starts. Yes. And it's just unrelenting. The, just when one lion gets batted away, another's like, hi, I'm going <laughs> Well, he rides like, in on the moped, and then they're just like, we're going to start knocking you off that fucking yeah. Oh, yeah, God. It's, it, and, yeah. So, and then he's just trying to walk to the house and just getting tackled. Yeah, well, I was gonna say at first we're like, oh, okay, you know, they're they're playing like large cats were do, and then there's the one scene where he's just kind of standing there talking to his African friend, <laughs> and this this like lioness comes running at full speed and just punches him, just punch, yeah, tackles yeah. him. He's like, like yeah, a, well, like you gotta look out for that. <laughs> oh, it was, it was a lion backer. Sorry, I hate us all so much. we're the worst. Yeah, we are. Anywho. But yeah, he, yeah, but he's just standing there talking to the dude and thinks he's in the clear, and then just all of a sudden this this <laughs> group of lionesses come at him, and it's like he gets knocked off screen. It's like oh, out of the frame. Yeah. It is, yeah, it is one of those like off screen. It's the first time we've had an off screen lion kick. Yes, it's like that scene in the Naked Gun where the guy slides into second base and a fucking lion jumps out and mauls him. That's basically the same premise. It's just like, this- well, I'm talking to my friend, and oh god. Yeah. yeah, and it's none of it means any. Well, I don't know if it meant anything because we were laughing so hard through all of it. Because at first it's kind of like, oh man, and then it's just like he can't even walk to the door without four or five lions just yeah knocking hey, him off his hey. feet. Yeah, and, and basically the whole time he's just like, no, you don't. You have to establish dominance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, they're just trying to play. This is how they play. <laughs> By yeah. bloodletting. And he's yeah, constantly and like, just putting up his arms and going, ah, and the lion's like, well, yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, and you can tell, like, it's it's basically, okay, he needs to be, he needs to go upstairs for something, he needs to come back down, and then he needs to go out and do this. Yeah. And he's, they're just improving everything else, because yeah. they cannot, there's no way to get a take of anything, because... There are so many lions, and they're doing so much shit in the background. He can't even, like, get out his lions without lions, you know. Well, he goes into the house, which we think is going to be, like, safe so that they can have a scene of dialogue. Opens the door. It's just full of fucking lions. There's, like, 25 (laughs) lions. Yeah. Just in in his his living room. And they're like, oh, hey, you're home. And they all start fucking (laughs) mauling him. It's it's like that one internet video you see of like someone who raised a tiger cub and then they put them out on the prairie or whatever and then like ten years they go back yep. and it's and like it the tiger runs up them. to him and they hug them. Well, imagine twenty five lions and tigers doing it to this guy every second of the film. <laughs> yeah, because the first fifteen minutes or so is him just pushing lions out of his face. Yeah, and the other guy's just going, "I'm not too sure about all yeah. this," and he's just explaining, and you know. The other actor looks legitimately terrified to be there. Yeah. At all times. They had to have given him a fine paycheck because... Oh, my God. I can't imagine. It's it's Africa. They're just like, whatever. No, this was filmed in in California, though. Was it? their ranch. Yes, it was made to look like Africa, but... (laughs) And maybe the early... I'm sure the early scenes were Africa because, I mean, there's like... That guy made a fuckload of money for The Exorcist, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Like, a fuckload. Because that's the other thing. He was one of the producers of The Exorcist. He was... I guess he was Tippi Hedren's agent before he married her sure that's how it and, works sure yeah and oh, yeah, they divorced basically immediately too, after this movie yeah well after uh, losing 15 million dollars hey, of and, their own money and her daughter's face yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
And Jan de Bon's scalp. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you about killed a bunch of people. Meh. With your lion fetish. <laughs> so yeah, yeah that's, that's the first start of the mo- movies. These two walking around the grounds. Yeah, well. Upstairs, downstairs. And it's kind of like, yeah, and, and you know, the lions are tugging on the guy's jacket. And he's like, yeah. oh no. Oh. Yeah, and it's kind of played for laughs. But then, like, two lions just decide to go at it outside, like, I'm going to fucking kill this other lion. Yeah. Well, that's the, there's a, the, he kind of explains a little bit at one point when we weren't laughing our asses off that Togar, the yep. one that's covered in blood. Basically, it's the yeah. Lion King, or we think it's going to be the plot of the Lion King. Right. Because he's like, here is, uh, I don't know. I'm Roy. Roy, yeah. <laughs> that's a good name for the Lion. Yeah. yeah. It's, here's Roy, is like Sick. king king of the, of the jungle or whatever. Here's his son, Claude, or whatever. And then, like... <laughs> And then over here is like, you know, Hogar or whatever. Togar. Hodor. And, uh, <laughs> and he's, you know, constantly covered in blood. Yes. Yeah. And it's like he, ever since he got here, he's kind of been fucking up the ecosystem because yeah. he's, mm-hmm. he's evil. Yes. Yeah. Because, well, he, like, here's he's the Uncle one Scar. who's going to challenge Roy. Right. And Roy's just like, no, I'm not having any of that. Yeah. yeah. So they, but, they're going at it. Yeah. They are like flat out, like, this is not stunt anything. This is because they, they've said. They tried to leave the tigers and lions as naturally as they could, mm-hmm. and like let them just do whatever they were going to do and not be just directed. Murder people, <laughs> and so yeah. yeah, these are the two of them just trying to kill each other, and this dumb son of a bitch runs out there and is just like shouting at him, "Hey, you got to stop! Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey, back off! Hey, guys, hey. Knock it off. and we're like." We were legitimate. We were like, "Oh my god, no, 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 don't do this!" Yeah. Why are you like two feet away from these things trying to kill each other? Because they react as you expect them would. To yeah, there's like, get the fuck away from yeah. me. <laughs> Knock him into the water. He's like trying to hide behind branches yes. of tree. Like he's trying to push trees in the way so that yeah. they don't kill him. I, I'd be more timid about breaking up two, two chihuahuas getting into a, a knockdown drag-out fight than this guy is about yeah. trying to break apart two male lions. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, hey, those chihuahuas have teeth. <laughs> like, these <laughs> fuckers have teeth bigger than my head. Yeah. Yeah. And claws. Yes. Yeah. It's it's, it's insane. It, it's insane. It this was, guy is insane. He's, he's the Australian stuntman of lion movies. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it was just like, it, and it keeps happening, and there's people, like another group shows up, and they're trying to i don't even know what that, they were there that's for. yeah like a boat two three boats actually originally three boats show up with yes. some people and he's like hey guys we just gotta we gotta you know preserve these animals and you know we gotta stop the hunters and all that stuff and they're just like uh no we're, we're hunters yeah <laughs> we're yeah. gonna fucking murder all these things and he's like no guys it'll be cool and then like you know it, tigers jump in the boats. Yeah, tigers <laughs> jump in one of the boats and capsize one of the boats and the people in it fall into the water yeah mm-hmm. and then they just bail yeah, well, they're like, well, fuck no, no, it, no, we're no, no. First, they get mauled in the water for a while. Oh, they, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and then this guy, because this guy walks inside for some reason, and they're just like, "Hey, <laughs> guy who manages the wild cats, <laughs> right. get the fuck out here!" And he comes out, and they're just—I mean, these people that have just shown up, like, you know, you know trick or treat, <laughs> like you're covered in blood, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. candy gram, <laughs> tiger mauling. Yeah, and at some point, <laughs> definitely the, not a tiger. At some point, the family has arrived at the airport. Yeah, and like, oh, we're gonna see dad again, and. There's a little discussion on the bus between Melanie Griffith and her mom about how, well, they're not together because the mom wasn't having sex with him, and... Oh, yeah, that was weird subplot injection. Yeah, it was gross. Well, especially yeah. considering that they actually are all related, sort of. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Kind of weird. That, that makes it weird. a real-life family. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but why are they even going there? Like, did they not know what they were getting into? No. No, I don't think they did. No, they had no idea. They were like, we're going to Hank's house. We're going to visit Dad. Yeah, Yeah. we're going to visit Dad. Oh, yeah. They they didn't flip the letter. He didn't put that little, like, arrow showing that he could have flipped the letter. Oh, by the way, when you get here. (laughs) Don't be worried about the 150 lions and tigers in the driveway. (laughs) (laughs) They're fine. They'll just eat you a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Don't run. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he maybe he sent them like a telegraph and it was cheaper. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Come oh, yeah. stop. <laughs> yeah. Put on show. Put on show. <laughs> stop the, inf- the infamous. infamous lions. Yeah. <laughs> infamous. <laughs> yeah. So in like true dumb ass I mean, I can understand Hank being confused about the days and the hours and what's going on in his life because he's constantly being mauled by lions. <laughs> yeah. That can throw you off your game, especially if you don't have a you written to-do list. can't even do his list. taxes without getting <laughs> smacked in there's the face nowhere, with a giant lion paw. Yeah, there's nowhere to sit in the house. No. Like, they sit on the stairs and he tries to give the other dude a beer and the dude's just like, uh-uh. I'm not sitting here drinking a yeah. beer with these well, fucking well, lions. Like, like a lion start having a fight literally behind yeah. them, like two feet behind them. Yeah. And the, the guy's other guy's like, like no. Yeah. Fuck it. No. <laughs> this guy, I don't... I don't think he actually says any of his actual lines. No, I don't think. I think it's all like, um, "Come hang out." I've forgotten what I was going to say, but (laughs) these lions are dangerous, (laughs) Hank. You should. We should not be here. He is the one guy who did not get mauled, probably because he was the only one who had a healthy fear of these fucking things. He was like, "No, I'm not doing that." Well, I mean, the people in the boats had a healthy fear, and they still got mauled. Yeah, yeah, but they showed the fear. This guy really didn't. He he talked the fear, but he didn't show it. But the thing about Hank is that he's got, uh, apparently, like, picking them up from the airport, not knowing they're coming, I don't know. But he's wrong about when, because Mm -hmm. he departs later to go get them. But they're already on the way, because they're on a bus. Yeah. And he takes a boat, and tigers hop on the boat, (laughs) sink the boat. (laughs) Yes. They totally sink that boat. Yeah. And then they're just like, hey, we're getting wet here. Uh, We don't like this. And so <laughs> this becomes like a weird progression of they steal some villagers' bicycles. Yeah. And then they up the, he upgrades. The, <laughs> the one dude cli- eventually climbs a tree. And he's like, I'm not going another step. These tigers are fucking crazy. Make them go home. Mm-hmm. He's like, I can't make the tigers do anything. So he's like, I'll go do something. Take your shirt off and tease the tigers. And I'll go steal a car. <laughs> Which he then goes and steals a car. Yeah. Steal, borrows something. I don't know. He, Steal. There, yeah, there's a five-minute scene of him talking in another language. We never find out what they were saying. Mm. But it, it basically was just like, I'm taking your car. And they're like, okay, Tiger Man, bye. Uh, please, <laughs> please don't bring your cats over here and kill us. <laughs> yes. And so at this point, the family has made it to the house. Yes. And they're like, oh, you know, the, bu- the bus that they've been dropped off from. It's like, all right, peace out. Yeah. Enjoy getting eaten. Yes. Again, this bus. Nobody local is like, you really want to go there? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're going to Hank's house. Well, have a good oh, time. we heard about that place. Yeah. <laughs> but luckily, when they get there, all the lions and tigers have decided to play a little joke on them, which is basically clear out from visual sight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just can't be seen. They're nowhere around. Well, they go off to, to dinner. Yeah. Well, they're. I mean, they're also up in the roof and on the trees yeah. and... So there's just a couple of the smaller cats hanging out. Just yeah, but they're prowling. walking the grounds and they're just like, oh, this is a nice place. Let's go inside. And they're like, wow, this place is great. Could probably use some dusting or whatever. And I'm like, isn't there shit everywhere and blood? And well, no, because uh, Hank and other dude uh, cleaned up. I, I'm just thinking like I Hank bled all over that door. I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, I'm going to say I've <laughs> there been, was blood on the door. I've been to a crazy cat lady house. Uh-huh. and You can tell. Yeah. Well, yeah. Even if the cats weren't there, like the cats could be gone 
for a week, mm-hmm. and you would still know it was a crazy cat lady house. But these cats weren't locked up in that house with a crazy lady. They could go wherever they want, and you don't okay. shit where you hang out with Hank. The grounds. The, rules. <laughs> the grounds. Can you imagine how much you know lion piss yeah. there would be everywhere? Yeah. Because basically, like, the lionesses were staying in the house because they were afraid of Togar. Yes. So those were pretty much in the house all the time. But anyway, the family comes in, and they're just like, well, this is quaint and nice, and this is fun and everything. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like, they're opening up all the doors and windows. They're like, oh, let's get some air in here. This will be great. Yeah. Not because oh, it we'll smells dust. like yeah. cat piss or anything, but because... There's fur balls everywhere. Yeah, they're just I like, don't... well, let's open up all the doors and everything. And after, like, I don't know, the 18th door that they open up, <laughs> there's just finally one lion or one tiger just like, <laughs> just right there, just like, hi. And they're just like, oh, sweet Jesus. And then they all just start pouring in. Well, no, what what happens, isn't what happens, they they see the lions out eating a zebra? Oh, yes, because they start, yeah. they start pushing their way through the door, bringing in the meat. Well, yeah. yeah, well, they look outside, and these tigers and lions are literally just ripping a zebra they're, apart. Yeah, they're tearing yeah. the thing apart. Yeah. And there's blood all over their faces. Yes. They're just shredding this thing. And then a few of them are just like, I tore off a leg. I'm getting <laughs> fucked out. Right. And they all and bring the whip, pieces inside. Yeah, and they drag them into the foyer. Yes. Blood course, yeah. everywhere. It, I don't know if you can have a foyer at a cat house. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever it is. I, I don't know. <laughs> have you been to a cat house lately? <laughs> they well, have a nice foyer. Yeah, you got to go to the foyer. That's sure where you do business. They call it the greeting room. The business. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Business room. Well, it's where a fucking abattoir you... by the time they're done <laughs> because that thing's a bloody goddamn mess. Yeah. Because the whole pride lions. runs in. They're all just like dinner. And they're tearing apart a zebra in the living room. Yeah. And and. Melly Griffith and all of them are like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's lions. Yeah. Quick hide. There's lions. And they're ripping things apart. Mm-hmm. Things that were once living yeah. that are no longer living. And it turns into a good five minutes of everywhere they turn, there's lions pouring in to it's just let, let's let's go down oh no there's a bunch of lions there well let's climb this ladder up oh there's, no, yeah, there's 10 lion our, heads going hey this is where our plot synopsis comes from yeah is because yeah it's it's oh god we gotta go out this door and they find places to hide and rooms to stay in and they're like but we're not all in the same room hmm. so we've all got to get in the same room yeah of course when all these lions are ripping the house apart <laughs> so one guy hides in a locker that's conveniently outside which the lions immediately tip over on him <laughs> trap him because he's trapped between the the wood and the locker yeah. door so he they, can't get they out. wanted him dead or alive yes it's, oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. yeah excellent callback uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and tippy hedron and uh melanie griffith hide in a clot hide in like a dresser? Yeah. They hide in of. like a... It's like an armoire or an entertainment center. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Sort of, some sort of weird hybrid. And the lions knock that over. Yeah. And they knock that over and start stomping on the top of it. Yeah. And they jump up and down on it like the bear in the great outdoors, just <laughs> just pouncing on this thing, tearing it apart. And Tippy Hedrick just sort of keeps poking her head out like, hi! And the lion's head will go... Rawr, and yeah. just, she'll <laughs> duck back down. And one kid gets to the kitchen and like it's like, oh God, lions are outside. So he takes all the food out of the fridge... Puts it on the table and then gets in the fridge. Yeah. Which well, the lions then hop on, like, are trying to get in. And he's like, no, stop, oh, lions. God. The scene where the lion keeps prying the door open. Yeah. And just the door to the fridge. Like, he just, he just <laughs> pulls the door open and looks at him. And the guy closes the door. And he just reaches over and pulls the door open again. And he... Finally, no, and finally they made a jack-in-the-box my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, it happens like like 10 times. Yeah, the, the lion's like, hey, buddy. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Why are you hiding? But eventually, are they, they fucked that kitchen up. 
Oh man, they knock over they, the icebox. They knock over the icebox while he's in it. Yep. Yeah. They, everyone who's in something gets knocked over. Yes. I that's mean, correct. they are all hiding in things that all mm-hmm. get knocked over, and Tippy Hedren is the one who gets out. Oh, you want to know why Tippy Hedren, Hedren gets out? Because the lions break the back off of the, <laughs> right. like they stomp the back of the entertainment yeah. center in, which one of them conks her in the head. <laughs> she gets hit on the head like a hundred oh, times. Oh, yeah. It's like a Three Stooges movie. It's mm-hmm. just, Especially <laughs> later when, when the groceries are hitting her in the head. But, uh, and the latter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. So she's the one who gets out, and then she tries to lift this, this dresser thing to get Melanie Griffith out and no not budging that because yeah, she's, she's like, Tippy Hedren uh, she's 80 I'll be pounds back, yeah. yeah so she runs out to the lockers well, she doesn't even give it a good effort no. she just leans down she's like nah but she goes to the next thing that's been knocked over and she uses her back finally and pushes that thing up and guy gets out you know like uh there's lions <laughs> we should get out of here yeah. uh so they go let everyone out and then it's just sort of like the four of them going room to room for a while mm-hmm it's comically God. doing dumb shit. The second act, if you will, call it of this movie is fucking bizarre. Because I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I should almost wait till the very end. But like, this is this is the the prime point because at this point, it almost becomes a horror movie. It is a horror. Well, movie. I, I, well I'm just saying. Like, I mean, basically, th- this is a uh, uh, straw dogs or straw cats, I guess. And um, and basically, it, it's, it's a just, home invasion movie. Yeah, it, it's yeah. fucking weird because like the, the point of the movie is like, don't kill the animals. The animals are our friends. We can cohabitate with the right. animals. And then you spend forty five minutes putting your family in danger and then because well, it, it, well, he's it, destroying this house yeah, yeah i was gonna say it hasn't even gotten to the strangest point yet because it, it, it gets a little like once they all reunite and they've had this initial terror of whole oh, fuck cats everywhere then it's like they're kind of safe for just a minute and i think they uh, they go through a whole thing where they're up on the roof and they all fall in the water one by one they hide in barrels but yeah the, the cats most, push the barrels off for yeah. the most part these lions are just showing up, though. Yes, that's they what I'm are. They are afraid of them because you know because they don't know how to handle them, and it's right. not necessarily. Little. However, it does get to that point yeah. where it's a serious fucking right. Jack Nicholson horror movie. Yeah, because yep. is it it's, is it before the night or is it because like they have a peaceful night? No, that's like the very end of the movie. The, the, yeah, that's towards the, the end, end of the okay. second no, act. Okay, so no, they all get in night. one room, I guess. Yes, they and are able to blockade everything out. And stay in that one room for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Until Torgar or whatever. Togar is coming. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, he comes in the house or sees them or something, yeah. and he's just like, fuck, kill. He's knocking down walls to get to them. But that's still towards the end of the shenanigans, because they get in a boat at one point. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And comically, I, whoever taught them how to row was just the worst person, because... They're kind of working against each other, and of course they're backing into everything. So whenever they're going anywhere, they just be- they just they're they're rowing. They think they're rowing away from danger, and they turn around, and there's like ten lions. Mm-hmm. And and one they they bump up against the coast with lions there, and one lion just keeps <laughs> pawing at the boat and grabbing it, and they are frantically rowing. And this this lion's just like nope, and then he lets it go, and he's like nope, and he <laughs> lets it go. In it's them. probably the same one from the kitchen, probably. With the icebox. Yeah. But man, that goes on for the longest time, and the actors never even turn around and look. They are just frantically rowing, like mm-hmm. Jesus God, we got to get out of here. <laughs> Jesus Christ, there's a lion, get in the boat. <laughs> and the lion is just, the lion is just yep. Yeah, well, I'm yeah, just like, it's hey like a, it's like a drunk lion. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, come back. <laughs> no, come back. There uh, you go. Where you go? And they capsize at one point. Man, just, just out of well, fear and stupidity, really. Yeah, but then they get back in the boat and get to another shore where there's an elephant waiting for them. Oh, man. 
And this elephant, and like, like, oh, like, cool, an elephant. Nope. Man, you <laughs> wait, thought wait, lions wait, were wait. assholes? We cannot skip over the joke that was made when they oh, tipped the boat over. Yep. Oh, Tippy Canoe? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. And Hedron, too. Yeah, yeah Hedron the best joke. <laughs> really? I'm, I did not think really. that was the best joke. Yeah, no, that was the fucking awesome uh, joke right there. Yep. Uh, it's a multi-layered joke. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so they, but they get to shore, and with the boat, and if you thought lions were assholes, you have not met an they, elephant. They do this great thing where they like they the guy turns around in the boat, and then you get a camera full of <laughs> elephant <laughs> going. <laughs> yep. Which is, I mean, and again, yeah. I don't think they were headed for the shore. They were just rowing because they're shocked that there's a giant elephant there. Yeah. And the elephant is like, "How are you doing? I'm going to destroy your boat now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, also, that elephant like, it picks up the fucking boat with oh, its. Oh man. Truck. Yep. Well, he, and then no, just no, starts no, smashing no, it. No, no, because this is even scarier. <laughs> you have to understand this. He doesn't just pick it up with his trunk. He stabs it with his fucking tusk. Yeah. He stabs yeah. this, stabs through this aluminum boat, and then because it's lifts stuck up on his tusk for a while, <laughs> and lifts it up and is just, <laughs> just going fucking, fucking boat. Mad. They are trying. And they're holding on to the other end of the yeah. boat, trying oh, please, to pull no. it down. Yeah. That and that elephant toyed with them for like. Two seconds, like, ah, you want this boat? Fuck you! <laughs> yeah. Wrecks just, the boat. Just mashes it into bits. Yeah. It doesn't just wreck the boat. It's like taking a tin can and just shredding it. Yep. Yeah. And uh. they swim away, and he is still ripping and throwing pieces at them, <laughs> he's like, just... here's your fucking boat! <laughs> like, Don't I've you always, want your boat? I've always hated that boat! <laughs> Thanks for bringing it to me. (laughs) At the very end, he kicks it away. He's like, get your fucking boat away (laughs) from me. Get the fuck out of here. Don't you ever come back to Elephant Island. (laughs) I can never forget how much I hated that boat. Elephant Island. (laughs) And they basically swim back to the house. And that's when the dude is like, I'm going to take that motorbike that's under the stairs Uh, and go for help. And his plan for going to help is just ride into places where there are lions and tigers and well, he just rides, turn around he just like rides straight out the door and he's like all right well i guess i'm gonna putt along and it's really just a zany chase scene for 10 yeah, minutes because anytime that there's a moving object mm. that's moving at any like because you the, could be, the one dude ran away and, oh yeah and they're like oh you know they like anything moving faster like oh man it's like, a la- it's like a laser pointer. They're yeah. after it, man. They're like, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I just think well, the guy on the motorcycle yeah. has a laser pointer. It's great. Yeah. If, they had, if they had only had a laser pointer, yeah. they, they all could have Problem lived. solved. Well, it's like if your dog is asleep on the couch and you run through the living room to get to something, the dog's all of a sudden like, hey, what's going on, sweet? Yeah. I'm going too. Yeah. But, these but things as are- soon as they see that motorbike, they're yeah. like, oh, motherfucker, it's on. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all chasing oh, him and batting at chase. the bike. Yeah. And uh, like, I mean, he blows out of this house like uh, he probably he, he would have wiped out in the first 10 seconds oh yeah the way he blows out and like instantly swarmed and he's like a oh, barn i'll go up there rolls into the barn and all of a sudden just 20 lions pour out of the barn he's like fuck turns around <laughs> <laughs> it's like stormtroopers uh-huh. he just runs around the corner and then 20 lions come out mm-hmm. um and then his plan just sort of r- turns into going around in a circle until he goes back to the house well yeah because he runs into the elephants Oh, that's right. He's, oh, he's like, yeah. he's right. He gets oh, to the, yeah. he gets to the road. over the river. There's yeah. another elephant there. Right. Well, he goes, he hits the road and he's like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go get help. And all of a sudden, just. <laughs> and that elephant and, goes into full stampede. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, it starts coming this after. This is probably the scariest Jesus. part, like scariest real life behind the scenes film. Like, oh my God. Please, motorbike, don't stall. <laughs> yeah. If that guy's bike, if anything had gone wrong, that dude dead. Yeah. Yep. 
flat out dead. Yeah. Cameramen in the background. Like, I wonder how far back they were to get that shot with the zoom because dead. Yes, because that thing wasn't going to stop. No. Until you take away its credit card. Because <laughs> that's the only way to stop a charging elephant. <laughs> uh, by the way, if you guys are listening to this on the regular podcast version, of, you're missing the best uh, live stream chat jokes in the world. <laughs> Chuck's going gonna to wake nuts. up in my trunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ain't lying. <sighs> yeah. So that dude, so. he rolls back to the house, and then there, there are all these planks set up to get him up to the roof. Mm-hmm. So he's like running around, he's like rolling around the porch, and just lions are everywhere chasing him, and he, ro- he finally gets up on the roof. Yeah, still riding the motorbike. Right, where there are 15 lions. Mm-hmm. And eventually he's just like, ah, and just ro- rides right off the roof into the water. Well, yeah, because yeah. for whatever reason, they have these conveniently placed ramps that go yeah. all the way up to the roof. Like, yeah. why Why do you have that? You yeah. Motorbike ramps for your sure, house. Sure, yeah. Hank needs that. Yeah, yeah. and why, <laughs> why go up? You know this. Horror yeah. movie. You're in a horror sure. movie. Don't go up the stairs. Yeah. But they're, they're not supposed to be in a horror movie. They don't know that they're in a horror movie. That, How could they not? <laughs> <laughs> they're in constant peril. <laughs> yeah, they were. How could they not? Yeah. The jaunty music. They, they heard the jaunty music yes. and they're oh like, God, yeah. yes. Boop, beep, boop, boop. Yeah, the bippity boppity Yeah, we couldn't credit for Henry Mancini. We can't, beep, beep, like, we can't stress, like, it's presented as if this is like a family friendly comedy, fun, wacky lion yeah. antics. Wouldn't you like to be terrorized yeah. by lions? <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? No. 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 But <laughs> eventually, they all. Well, well, that's that's when the evil lion shows up and is chasing him around the house, mm-hmm. knocking down walls and Togar. stuff. Togar. Man, that uh, this and that this part is very. It's actually terrifying. Yes, it's no door will stop it's, Togar. <laughs> it's the Shining. Yeah. If the bathroom scene happened twenty times in a row, mm-hmm. in quick and it succession. was a fucking lion yeah. ripping a house <laughs> apart, blood coated yeah. lion. Yeah. Yes, blood coated lion. It's the Evil Dead camera strapped to a tree, going through the house, knocking every fucking thing down. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of fucking terrifying. Yeah, yeah. But, but also, it, while this has been happening, <laughs> dumbass dad has stolen a, a car. Yep, and. Piled the two tigers yeah, into it. Yeah, two tigers have hopped back into it so that they can drive back. Mm-hmm. And he just decides to drive like 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Because basically the guy who's with him is like, oh man, your family's already there. I bet they're lick their bones clean. <laughs> yeah. You know? And he's Yo, like, your family is dead. <laughs> yeah. They are, D-E-D dead. They are sucking the marrow out of their dead bones <laughs> like, right you, now. Oh yeah, he said cracking their bones. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Licking the blood from them. <laughs> PG family fun. And he's like, yeah, we should get back. I'm going to drive 100 miles an hour down this terrible road on a cliff. On yeah. a cliff side. Yeah. And this ancient Carmen Ghia, too. Yes. No. Filled with tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. They <laughs> really up the level of difficulty. Yeah. Did, did we mention the fact that the, that the tigers capsized their boat when they were on the way out? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, just yeah. making sure. Yeah. Yeah. So these, these tigers, these tigers are assholes. Every method of conveyance. This yeah. man was living the life of die. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he he totally just is the worst driver ever, and it, it hits, runs it runs in the family clearly. Oh yeah, because he hits a rock, blows a tire, they almost go off the cliff, and then he just I means like I gotta go scare the tigers with the, this umbrella. I gotta go, mm-hmm. and he just goes running off to yeah. save his family because the dude has told them that. The tigers yeah. are drinking their blood. <laughs> yeah, and the family eventually 
out of their skulls. Yes. Eventually, the family gets out of the house and like goes across this beam that leads to the big water wheel that they have. Mm-hmm. That is, I, I don't know. And then there's like, a go ahead. But yeah, but they find another like they they find a fence that they're able to get around like yeah. a wire fence, and then another cabin that's like there's nothing here. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like a it's a large fence with barbed wire and everything, and they're like, oh, this must be what keeps them in. Yeah. Here's another building, but I just need to sleep. I mean, seriously, we've been shitting our pants for 24 straight hours. Yep. Yeah. I just need to lie down. But apparently, Nedry cut the power because the, <laughs> like the fucking cats are like, oh, that building? Oh, oh yeah, that's the cool one. That's yeah. got air conditioning and concrete well, the flooring. We can follow fall. the the cats follow the path that they took, mm-hmm. that the people took to get over. Yeah. Because they thought they were so clever climbing oh. across the thing, and it's like. Oh yeah, we can do that. Good, yeah, hey, good we're, job. Hey, we're lions. We're more yeah. agile than you. You yeah. just taught and the raptors how to get out of. The- yeah. <laughs> yeah, good job. Yeah, basically, yes. So the people all go in there and conk out, and then twenty-five lions come in and conk out with them. <laughs> yeah. So they wake up the next day, and there's just fucking lions sleeping everywhere, yeah. and they're like, and then one of them's like, "Oh, they're nice lions. They yeah. just want to hang out." Yeah. And as soon as you get spooned by a lion, yeah, it's like it's your like, life oh, changes. Everything's okay now, and the. They, the lions all start waking up and start, you know, jumping on them like, ah, we're friends now. And mm-hmm. good times were had by all. Yep. And then Hank runs in. Oh, God, what do you <laughs> sleep my family well, for, alone? Well, there's a side plot of, like, the guys that were in the boats earlier <sighs> decided to go murdering cats. Yeah. You know, and, like, they're, you know, they're just being the typical poorly written bad guys of, like, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, we don't care about the lions because they're everywhere here. But, like, get the tiger skins and the, you know, panther skins and things like that. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. yeah. Kill the... Kill the Kill them all, but don't, don't worry about tigers, and we'll skin them on the way back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he's, and he's shoot a, the lions, and we'll leave them. Yeah, yeah. we don't care yeah. about the lions. Basically, cares? there's a, the lions are everywhere. Right. But and Togar and bas- basically shows up and like, hey, them. knock that shit off. And yeah. as Togar is murdering these two assholes, Hank yeah. runs in like, hey, stop. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tiger's in full bloodlust, just covered in blood, just like, no, I'm murdering these fools. Mm-hmm. And Togar has ripped one of them in half. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. And goes after Hank, and Hank's just like, all right, nope. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I will My not bad. interfere no, with this. Yeah. That's when he runs off home. Mm-hmm. And he runs back, and they're just, you know, hey. They're like, hey, you're not hey, dead. Did and you have a good night? Of, you're kind of assimilating with the the lions. Yeah. Great. But I love that he goes to his friend. He's like, don't tell him about the hunters that that lion killed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll break that to him later. Right. So they reunite and everything's fine. Then Togar shows back up. Ah. Covered in even more blood. Mm-hmm. Just he's basically the red tiger at this point. Uh, lion. And then Roy shows up. Was that his name, Roy? No. No, I didn't <laughs> think so. Whatever. What <laughs> We're just calling him Roy. Uh, Wrong thing, but close yeah. enough. And they fight for a while, and eventually they're just looking at each other nose to nose like, I respect you, <laughs> and they part ways. Mm-hmm. So they just have a fight for respect, and then Togar just sort of fucks off into the woods. Or well, I, I think he was, I, I think, alright, if you want to string a little narrative together real quick, mm-hmm. I think what kept happening was Hank kept getting in the way of Togar and uh, and Mufasa fighting. Oh, so let them fight. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And finally they fought, and Mufasa's like, bitch, sit down. <laughs> he and became Togar's the like, man he needed to be. Okay, yeah. all right. All right. All right. Now that your dad doesn't have your purse strings. Or <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I respect you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then it's basically like, all right. Suddenly the family's like, oh, they're just great. We love all these lions. That now are we live constantly to get daily mm-hmm. together. And it ends with a montage over the credits of just the family having their fun vacation with, yeah. you know, lions sleeping on the bed with them. And I don't have to be back, back till next week. <laughs> playing and 
some terrible, terrible hippie song about, you know, loving the earth and all the animals are great and save the children coexist and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. They get a long, lengthy credit sequence and then six or seven different, hey, like a hundred postscripts. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's basically like all the simulated, you know, all the animals that appeared to have died in the film were fine and playing with their friends hours later. We have to help, but it's something about how 90% of these animals are already dead, <laughs> are already dead in the wild. Yeah. And, you know, we have to protect all the wildlife in Africa. And here's how you can, what you can do to help. Show your disgust at people yeah. who wear ivory. And it literally <laughs> says, show your disgust yeah. at people who buy fur or ivory. Yeah. Meanwhile, this it. is a scene where they've wrapped, like, <laughs> a bobcat around Tippi Hedrick's neck. Mm-hmm. It's, she's just draped in a bobcat as these credits are rolling by. And then there's one that's like, if someone video pirates this movie, please write to Noel Marshall, Car- uh, Noel Marshall, Marshall California. Acton, California. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's it. That's it. Like, just... <laughs> Maybe he's the only one that lives in Acton, Maybe, California. Maybe. Like, like, he thinks he's Danny Ocean. Like, here's my car. <laughs> yeah. It says Danny Ocean. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to at least need longitude and latitude to find you, sir. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a weird fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It's not even a movie, really. It's it's almost a travel log. Yeah, but there's stunts and there there are stunts. Yeah, I mean, that sweet jump. It's like an after school special for wildcats <laughs> or something. I don't kind know. Of. Like, I mean, there's like one bit where Melanie Griffith they they just pan down at one point and Tippy Hedren's like, oh dear God, and like a lion just has Tippy Head or Melanie Griffith's stomach in her mouth. Mm-hmm. And they're just and, and Tippy Hedren's pulling on the lion's tail, like stop that. Which of course the lion well, is like, no, yeah, <laughs> you will not pull my tail. There's a scene where it's biting the back of Melanie Griffith's head. Yeah, yeah, just pulling it from pulling her hair out from the back of her head. That's probably when and, she got scarred. Yeah, well they scarred. There was a I'd scene that I too. apparently <laughs> I'd be scarred as hell. <laughs> there's apparently a scene where thirty four lions run by. Um, Melanie Griffith and like the 35th stops and just clomp bites her on the head. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. One of those. I will yeah. say this for that movie. It made me feel as if I was in that house with these people. Like oh, I genuinely yeah. was like, God, this needs to stop this. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, and I have an exercise in self-loathing because, like, I was just like, "Fuck, everybody has anything to do with this." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. part of me is like, "Don't maul those people." Then I'm kind of like, "Eh, you should probably just go ahead and maul those people." Yeah, they probably shouldn't be yeah. in your house, yeah. <laughs> lions. <laughs> yeah, I bet what they do, you know, they have all this. Oh, you know, we got to coexist. We got to be peaceful. They give the best case for nobody ever trying to domesticate any of these animals whatsoever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Because those things destroy this house. Oh, yeah. Like, they, they are scenes of them just shredding couch cushions. Like, when they're in the kitchen, they're just hopping up on all the shelves, smashing them. As cats do. <laughs> yeah, there's the one where Tippy yeah, Hedren... they're cats. They're just fucking huge. Yeah, where Tippy Hedren gets back inside and collapses in the corner and is like, oh, finally. And there's still cats in there. And one just knocks the shelf down and all, like... Mason the jars, jars shit. yeah. One by one, just fall on her head. Yeah. And a, a bottle of honey breaks open and pours down and covers her, her face. face. <laughs> and then the lid to the honey jar slides down yeah. her face. And then she yeah. wakes Which up is hilarious. to a panther licking her face. <laughs> and it she's is, like, oh, dear God. 
I just, I this is one of the most horrifying movies I've ever watched. Yeah, like legitimately, I was terrified for everyone in this movie. Yeah, in a way that you don't like, in a way that's you can't distance yourself from like a horror movie. You'd be like, ah, oh, you know, that's effects and it's Karos Arab and all that. Ah, it's like this one. It's like no, no. It, everyone involved in this was injured by these things in some way. It would be a great horror movie if it was a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, it would it, not be difficult to turn that into a horror. No, movie. just change the music. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was horrified enough. I was horrified by the music being all jaunty and happy when <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh my god, yes, you're all gonna die <laughs> at any like, and that's the feeling you get watching this. at any moment. One of these things could just be like, hey, hey, what's that? SWAT? Yeah, rip their head yeah. off. <laughs> or yeah, you could accidentally poke it in the eye when it's when yeah. it's trying to climb on you, and it's like, nah, motherfucker. Yeah. And just takes Insta your head death, off. Yeah, this is the sh- what I imagine is the short list from what I've compiled from from the the IMDb trivia, and this is these are the major injuries: mm-hmm. um, Melanie Griffith, fifty stitches; Yann de Bont, one hundred twenty stitches; Noel Marshall was severely. They didn't even tell you what it is. It's so bad. <laughs> he was severely injured, that, and it required several years recovery. Okay, <laughs> Tippy Hedren, thirty eight stitches and a fractured leg. Um, the assistant director Doran Cowper. His throat was bitten open. The lion then bit his jaw and tried to rip his ear off. And then John Marshall required 56 stitches. God. Duh. And we haven't even gotten into a flood destroyed everything. Yeah. At some point during the making of this movie and killed the main lion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, like, like for our some reason, they had to, had to put that lion down. Yeah. And, and, were... and two other lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Like, this is just... This is everything this was utterly misguided from the start. But the amazing thing is, with everything that went wrong, the worst that could happen didn't happen. Yes, that we know of. Yeah, they unless there is a terrible yeah. secret in Hollywood yeah. <laughs> that we just they, don't know about. Yeah, the worst that could happen, which is making Forbidden Zone Two, oh, didn't happen. That's I don't know where, where was Christopher Walken and Robert Wagner? The Actually, they are me. But it wasn't this movie's fault. Yeah, Fair enough. It's true. So we should rate it. All right. I'll go. Yeah, sure. Go I'm going to go. I f- Fuck five jocks, man. I want as many people to see this movie. I mean, this... Start to finish, this is just a movie that I'm in awe of. I can't believe it's happening in front of me. And it... It's it's cringeworthy, sure, but it is entertaining as hell. It's cringeworthy. <laughs> I mean, I... I Everyone needs to watch this. It's fucking incredible. The fact that nobody died is incredible. The fact that there's just five people wandering around 150 lions and tigers. Yeah. And that's the whole fucking movie. It's insane. It is insane. (laughs) And there's some stunts. Yeah, we will never see another movie like this. No, the the description even said that. (laughs) Nothing before and never again. This is totally unique. There's nothing else you can point to like this. Nothing. It's incredible. <laughs> Somebody else go. I have no idea what to rate this. I seriously don't. I'm going. <sighs> go ahead. You were ready. I saw you were ready. I go am. I was raising my hands and then go putting. For it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't give it five, but I can sure as hell give it four. Uh, one right. for each paw. Um, <laughs> that is now mauling you. Um, it, the same reason, like there, there's such glory in the fact that this made it onto film 
and made it like there's a final cut of this movie that exists that was put out yeah. and it made its way into our into our lives and I am forever thankful of it. It also is really effective at scaring the shit. I know that's not what it's trying to do, but it's really effective at scaring the shit out of me and making me extremely uncomfortable. Um, I guess it gets a, a, a jocks deducted for um, yes. for doing the exact opposite of what <laughs> it intended to do, which is make me want to save all the nice big cats. It makes me want to shoot all the big cats because <laughs> no amount of these giant creatures playing, yeah. which could accidentally rip your face off, <laughs> makes me feel good about them. Yeah. They are majestic creatures, though. They are majestic and wonderful and scary as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're behind, like, an, a foot of glass at the zoo. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was at two jocks when we came in here. Okay. I was at three jocks after we were talking about it, and Chuck convinced me to go up to four jocks. Yeah. Be- because really, honestly, like, we will not see anything like that. Like, this is utterly its own fucking... It's like stunt rock. Yeah. Like Stunt Rock, we will never see anything like Stunt Rock ever again. It is its own unique, insane, how the fuck did this happen thing. It is the Stunt Rock of Mutual of Omaha movies. <laughs> and this and this even more, you know, I mean, this even more because it's like, I'm just astounded that they didn't just give up and be like, we got to cut our losses. Like, mm-hmm. we can't, we just have to give up on this. Like, it's amazing that they actually put something out. Yeah. It's nonsense. And that they all lived. <laughs> That that's the truly the amazing thing is everyone lived and two of them went on to be huge, Jan de Bont and Melanie Griffith. Yeah, uh, sur- not only survived this but were fucking huge after going forward. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, Melanie Griffith was a star for a while. A little while. Yeah. 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 In the eighties. Mm-hmm. I still i I don't know what to rate this movie because. Yes, it is a marvel of a thing to look at and know that it exists. Mm-hmm. I, I give it that. I still hate everything about like <laughs> the the reasons behind making this movie. Like I can't separate my. I, I'm having a hard time separating my feelings towards like just utterly ridiculous hippie notions to like reality. <laughs> like, sure, because yeah. like, like I'm having t- trouble reconciling that because like I this idea of like just mentally handicapped hippie people going let's get all the lions together it'll be great yeah it's kind of the grizzly man movie <laughs> yes of a movie i, I mean it's not a it, yeah i i just I, I there are certain things that just don't need to coexist like yes safe protect the lions don't live with them in your kitchen <laughs> you know yes. so are you sure is, yeah <laughs> But, that is what my father always told yeah. me. <laughs> so I, I just, I mean, like, I'm, ha- but it, it is, a, it is a marvelous, amazing thing to see that they actually somehow, like you said, lived. put lived and put something out and yeah. didn't go, okay, like I, I don't know, maybe it's, it's something to be said about the fact that their, uh, their delusion just carried through to the fini- some sort of finished product. Yeah, that they were like, no, we still believe in this despite all of the horrific things yeah. that have happened, despite all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Despite the fact that, like, everyone except for maybe his two sons, you know, got seriously mauled. But, mm-hmm. yeah. But I can't state how much we were laughing early on. Sure. Like, we, we have not laughed yes, like that yes. in a very, very long time and, in a movie. And, and, and this is the point where I have to try to become objective film watcher and say, 
our our experience and the finished product message aside is kind of fucking glorious so i can't believe i'm saying this for a bunch of dirty crazy stupid lion living hippies but four jocks (laughs) yeah all right and i'll take this time to say they actually still have a website or or started a website started one at some point www.roarthemovie.com you can order copies of the movie they have which you should about the preserve they have video clips from the movie that you can see go and absolutely go yeah it it's still i cannot believe this exists yeah so thanks yuri yes thank you yuri all right let's take a break All right, welcome back. Hey, hey. Let's say we make another half. 90% less cat talk. Sweet. So who saw newest things? You guys, I think? I think we did. I think I watched I Captain think America Winter Soldier. I watched Captain America Winter Soldier too. Hey. I, I mean, I watched Captain America the Winter Soldier the second. It is the yes. second one, yes. No, it's I watched the second the winter. Well, you watched it in two D. I only watched it in two of the Ds, yeah. Did you watch it in the third dimension? I did watch it in the third dimension. It's it's you're not missing much on that one. I don't Trust imagine me. it wasn't so. filmed it's, in 3D, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Post some, some posts are better than others. That's some one years. of those. It's like it doesn't make much difference, right? Yeah. yeah. But anyway, what'd you think, BJ? Um, this is where the internet's gonna hate me. Um, I, I guess I internet hate uh, Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Um, oh no. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was pretty good, but I, I honestly think that I heard. A bunch of stuff that was very similar to hype for this movie, <laughs> and they're like, "Ah, this movie's great! This is the best!" Woo, Captain America! And there—I mean, it wasn't even winter. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I need the cricket noise. <laughs> Everybody at home is dying laughing um, mm. uh, in their cars, just wrecking their cars with laughter. Um, <laughs> great. <laughs> But anyhow, um, I thought it was—I I thought it was pretty damn good. But I just wasn't blown away by it. Um, it wasn't sort of what I felt it was hyped to be, which is like the greatest Captain America thing ever. I think I do prefer Captain America the first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm, it also—I mean, I'm it, still with you there. It doesn't—it doesn't hurt that you know the Winter Soldier bit was sort of spoiled for me, and I. I I don't know if there's going to be more exploration of that character and it's and and sort of what happens with that with that character yeah, or not. I'm sure. Um but it felt like it almost kind of felt like just a throwaway unless they're going to do, you know, Cap 3, The Winter Soldier Returns or something like that. Um I'm sure they have plans for it later on. Cuz the they do a lot with that character in the comics, so there's plenty of places they can go with it. Okay. But uh, I, I don't know. It just felt a little, you know, it just felt a little odd to me um, to sort of gin up. Like, there's so there's a lot going on in this movie. There's all the Hydra shit, and then there's also 
the Winter Soldier, and it feels like there's just too much going on to really resolve anything with the Winter Soldier bit. Yeah. And I, it, it feels a little bit awkward, like it's like it's kind of just packed in on top of that, like they had just a little more room in the can, and like, okay, we'll just, we'll just put a little Winter Soldier on top. Yeah, part of me feels like... Because it's really a Hydra it, movie. You know? Yeah, because, yeah, feel, part of me feels like naming it the Winter Soldier kind of puts different expectations on it than what it is. Yeah. Because it's not really about that guy. No, not really at all. I mean, it's a he is a point in the plot. Like, he causes some things to happen, but really it has nothing to do... They could It, it could be anybody in this mm-hmm. movie. It could be any super dude. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I will say, it was weird. Like, the first time watching the movie, I didn't think it, but the second time I was watching it, man, fuck that guy. Fuck the Winter Soldier. It's like, God damn. Like, like they mm-hmm. make him just this invincible, never fucks up, always does everything right guy. And it's... I don't like when they have dudes with, like, no vulnerabilities whatsoever. I'm I'm not a fan of that. And they do that with him throughout the entire movie. Yeah, and... And, and then, and he... I don't even want to get spoiler about stuff later on, but it's almost like... Where they go with him, he doesn't really earn it. No. The character doesn't earn it by the end of it, and it's not really a believable thing. Yeah, there's... Because even as it's happening, he's just like, nope. Are you talking about, like, the very end of the yeah. end of, end of the movie? Yeah, it's... There's no... They don't even they don't even show that process, mm-hmm. really. They just, they just kind of decide that it's going to happen, and everything... It feels like all of that... Yeah, happens it, off screen. Yeah, and it's the it, one it thing that feels like it because it, it's the only place that it could happen for this, for this to to continue the way it's the way it's yeah, going. Yeah, and it feels like it happens because well, that's how the story happened. Right. You know, it's it's one of those. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then t- you didn't really get us there, and, and I right. think that's my problem with it. I mean, I still love that movie. I still think that's a five star movie without a doubt to me, but. I do think that that's kind of a flaw that shows up even more the second time watching it is it's kind of like, you know, especially when you know where things are going, like it feels like they don't get you there. It just kind of, they're going one direction and then suddenly at the end it's like, no, actually we went here. Yeah. And you're like, well, what? Well, I mean, there, there are points where they try to, it it feels really awkward by the way to to talk about this so circuitously, but um, it feels like they are they are driving towards that point, mm-hmm. and then they skip like the big reveal where they. It's like you're driving along a highway, and you know, like it's it's like a hundred miles to to Chicago, and you know, seventy five miles, fifty miles, twenty five miles, and you know the next scene should be cresting the hill, and yeah. you see the welcome to Chicago. You, welcome to Chicago. You see the skyline and everything. But no, they just cut to interior, you know, the inside, like, yeah. the center of Chicago. Eating at a McDonald's. E- yeah, <laughs> eating at a fucking McDonald's <laughs> in the middle of Chicago. Um, and I'm sorry for a really dumb analogy, but that's the that's the best way mm-hmm. that my brain can sort of describe it to you guys. Um, and to real real quick, like, speak to the, the invulnerability, imperfect, you know, or zero flaw... Yeah. The sort of character that they do with him through the entire movie. It's like, he's perfect and can do everything, doesn't do anything wrong. But Captain America, who is flawed, is just a little bit better somehow. And that feels really, that kind of feels awkward. You know, 
Cap, who is for all intents and purposes like mortal compared to the Winter Soldier. Um, yeah, they both are. Yes, but but for the way for the way the that the Winter Soldier is sort of portrayed, which is just doesn't has no flaws, is 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 sort of mm-hmm. you know just well. Well, I, Captain America's unerring. flaws are that he gives a shit, and you could easily defeat him by affecting someone that he cares about. Yeah, but but he still wins out because he's fucking Captain America. Yeah. I mean it's yeah. it's I just I, he it, has more flaws than the Winter Soldier. It's easily. just a strange yeah. sort of. Well, I just I, I do like that throughout the movie, he and Black Widow and Nick Fury and basically all the people that they have are presented as not invulnerable. Like they're they present they're presented as if they're in peril and yeah. you know mm-hmm. they can really get fucked if things go wrong here. You know, yeah. I mean, that happens over and over, and I really enjoy that about that movie, is it's it's not just, all right, Captain America just going around kicking everybody's ass and winning, you know. And, it's not and, the Avengers. Yeah, figuring out what went wrong and making it right, and yeah. that's the end of it. You know, it's more like, no, he's kind of, he's behind the eight ball the whole time, trying yeah. to catch up with everything. The bad guys have the upper hand. Yeah. The yeah. majority of the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Captain America. Yeah. I still think it's really good. Yeah, it's... It's not. It's not bad. I mean, I I internet hate it, so it's 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 pretty good. Pretty I good. just don't love it, you know, un, uh, unconditionally. Unconditionally, thank yeah. you. So I've talked enough. I'm going to shut up for the rest of the half. All right. Um, am I the only other one that saw movies? Probably. Movie. Okay. Um. Well, I I saw one movie and then I was like, I it made me think about a, a road that I need to go down. So let me tell you what where I started. I watched the movie Brick Mansions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ball, the late Paul Walker movie, um, which uh, is strange that they did zero tie-in to let anyone that didn't already know know that that's a remake of the District B thirteen, or it's really just supposed to be District thirteen, right? Anyway, um, no, no, you know, advertisements of like, hey, hyping it up because of that. I guess because it was never popular here, mm-hmm. and they're, they're like, well, what's the point? Um, but it is almost a straight up shot for shot remake. No, oh, okay. not I mean, not quite to the point that like. Uh, point and overturn is La Femme Nikita, but it's it's pretty damn close. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, point by point, it's it's very 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 similar. Um, and and the fact that the same guys in it, one of the parkour guys, the French guy is in this one, mm-hmm. and you know, replace the other one with Paul Walker. Um, it's not bad because I like the first one so much, but it 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 does fall that slightly in that category of unnecessary. Uh, to me, you know, like I mean, that's the way I feel about a lot of like. English language remakes. It's like I don't have a problem with subtitles and or dubbing if you know I'm feeling lazy. Yeah. So I don't. You know, I I guess like I guess I got the under I understood the Japanese horror ones because they were made very 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 low budget with really kind of shitty effects. A lot of them were. Mm -hmm. I'm not all of them, and there there are some great ones, but you know I kind of get that. Um, But like these are, I mean, this was a well-made French movie that it didn't seem like it really needed a remake, but it's done fairly well. It does have a a twist at the end that the, the, you know, the French one did not, um, like a character kind of changes allegiances and there's like, like, you know, little slight differences and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's not bad. Just, I would say I'd still recommend the original one. Just, you know, get over the language barrier. I think the stunts and the way it's filmed are better. I mean, they did, they did a good job of throwing Paul Walker in there and making it look like he could hang with the, you know, crazy parkour shit, mm-hmm. you know, which, I mean, the guy that, the guy that he was, uh, role replacing from the French one was, yeah, he knew parkour stuff, but he was kind of more of the straight up ass kicker guy. Gotcha. Um, so 
they let him do more of that, like, you know, kicking and punching and things like that, and then occasional, like, cool parkour moves. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. If you you know if you're feeling super 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 lazy and you're like ah fuck that French shit yeah watch it because I think mm-hmm. you should watch that story sounds like me yeah <laughs> but I mean I I, I I prefer the original one all so. right and plus it has a sequel so this, oh, okay. this this one will not no um so I along those lines I was like you know what there are some Paul Walker movies that I missed um I should watch some more so sure. I watched I watched Running Scared which I believe we bantered around watching for the Banffcast. A ton time. of people told us we needed to watch it. Yeah, no. It's two hours. It's two hours, and it's not really a bad movie. It is an unusual movie. It is a hell of an unusual movie, but it is not a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. So I figured. Um, it is a super stylized movie, which I was not prepared for. Hmm. I thought it was just, guy gets into shit, he's running for his life, and, you know, fighting and things like that. Um, no, it's like... Kind of not quite Tarantino esque. I mean, it's actually a little bit more strange. Like I'd almost say, like it's kind of like a a Tony Scott or um, I don't know. I'm gonna butcher his last name, but Antoine Fuqua, the guy Fuqua who did like Mm -hmm. Training Day and stuff. So it's kind of got like elements of that, where it's just like, holy shit, what is this scene doing in this movie? Mm Kind of thing. Like Training Day had things like that, where it's just like, here's an idea I had on a page. I don't know if it fits in this movie, but I'm gonna make it work. Right. And and so there just be that in this Mm -hmm. movie. Um. But yeah, it's it's highly fascinating and definitely worth a watch. I mean, there are some. I I, I will give you a disclaimer that it is hella violent, um, and I was not ex- expecting exactly how violent it is and how twisted some of the shit that is that is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so just know that you know it is a hard, hard, hard R, but uh, it's uh, definitely worth watching. And there there is a shot in that movie. I had to rewind like three times before I figured out what how the hell they did it and. I, I think that they did it on purpose because it's so disorienting. Um, I'll explain it in, in a nutshell. It doesn't spoil anything. There is a hallway. It's a you know a split staircase hallway, um, or I guess it's a stairwell. It's a stairwell. It's like a stairwell into a hallway, but it's full of graffiti. And like I think they they may have painted it on on purpose. But like the first time you see it, the graffiti from like one hallway looks like it makes it look flat so you don't realize you're at first you're like you're, you're looking at a stairwell mm-hmm. and so the best way i can explain is like the camera is in the corner at the top of the of the staircase going down and he's going up the staircase going up and then all of a sudden it very quickly follows him up the staircase so it just looks like this room goes shrink and then like you know and like, like this weird mm. tunnel vision thing and, it, mm. and it's really like it happened and i was like the fuck just happened <laughs> like i was like was that a mirror what what the hell just happened and then i realized you know like the third time i watched it i was like Jesus, that was weird and hmm. disorienting, and I'm sure it was intentional. So, hmm. so I'm just saying, crazy things like that, and yeah, pretty good, crazy violence stuff. Well, that sounds all right. I like crazy violence. Yeah, I like stuff. Stuff. Um. So yeah, I have I have two other Paul Walker movies that are on my queue, but they could both be Banffcast worthy. Uh huh. So I don't know if anyone else wants to join me on that. I know we have Maltober coming up, so we might have to discuss off the air whether we wait and save these mm-hmm. okay. little gems for that or not. All right. Otherwise, I might have another pair for next week. Okay. Second half. We'll figure it out. Um, last thing I watched, and I have a super quick review about this. I watched The Purge, the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, heard people talking a lot about the second one. I was like, i see the first one. Why not? Sure. Um, yeah, I don't like that movie at all. Like, <laughs> um, I Don't like it. No, sir. Yeah, it's just... It's dumb. Like, I mean, it really, it serves like no purpose. It, 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 
it feels like people who aren't very smart sitting around a room trying to solve a problem. <laughs> that's, okay. that's the best way I can describe it. Where they're like, I mean, like, uh, let's just let everybody go fucking nuts. Yeah. For a day. Well, they're like, you know, there's like class, race, and 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 monetary problems in this country. I don't know what we're going to do to fix it. I don't know, like twelve hours of anarchy a year. Yeah, that'd probably do it. Fuck yeah. And then like no no explanation why like. To me, if you're going to make a movie like that, you have to ex- you have to expand your universe and say why that would work, and it and yeah. it doesn't yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. Like it never spends a second on that. It's just like the government decided to do this, um, and it's four hours before that starts from the time we start the movie. Yep. And, here's and this a, is just like a like following some people. Yeah, who, and here's yeah. Ethan Hawke and his family. He made a lot of money selling security systems for the Purge. Um, go. Yep. And and <laughs> it's just like. Yeah. Why? And don't they kind of throw all that away and just make it a home invasion movie? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there are twists and turns, but I mean, and it's one of those movies that feels like three different movies in one because it and doesn't that, feel cohesive. Well, the, the Purge itself is just trapping to to make it sort of a – to keep everybody around the bottle or the um, the home invasion story. Yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I might watch the second one just because um, – I guess, like, at this point, it's morbid curiosity of, like, will they take the time to explain this theory, <laughs> if you want to call it that, the half-baked mm-hmm. theory that it is, that, you know, this idea would work or do anything for anything. Um, and plus, maybe not, you know, have the, I mean, you have this national crazy shit going on, and you lock me in a house. It's kind of like the happening. It's like, I, you know, I don't give a fuck about Mel Gibson and his family. I want to see the goddamn alien invasion. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I understand the idea of big scale thing happening like Cloverfield. Like, let's take it down to a more personal level. I get that. But you have to make it interesting. And this just isn't I like I don't care about his family, really. Like, yeah. like his daughter's hot. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. 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 But, talk about that movie in a couple weeks. Okay. But yeah, I'll watch. I'll watch the second one because I mean, I'm curious where where they go. Like, I mean, if it, if it's like if it opens up, to me, it could be like, okay, I've seen Paranormal Activity one through four. Now let me see the next one where it's like, here's outside and crazy things can happen outside too. You know, because that's that's where Paranormal Activity started to lose me. It was like, okay, we're in a house again. Great. Were you worried for his pinball machine in that one scene? I hell yeah, I was. <laughs> I think he had a couple of them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah. Of course, every movie. It's like yeah. you better touch that fucking pinball machine. Which machines? Um, I'll talk about one of them was oh, one of them was Hot Pursuit, I think. <laughs> yeah, get it? I do. The Getaway, Hot Pursuit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's it. So we have some correspondence. We do. Let's hear what do the we? people think. All right, do we? Yeah, yes. we do actually. Uh, <laughs> first one up, Scott from Dallas. Hey, Scott from Dallas. Yeah, and he said the title is literally, "I'm sorry, this email is so long, Mackie." Oh, oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Apology accepted, Scott. So here we go. What's up, Bamfcast? I've been busying with a lot of junk recently and have not had time to watch any of the various movies I wanted to check out for you guys. I did manage to check out a couple, so here we go. For those who don't tweet, every Tuesday Chuck talks about new-to-DVD movies, and on occasion I see a film on there I think might be interesting, and so I buy it. Oh. The one I'm writing about now is the Grizzly Adams film One Man War. Holy shit, do not watch this movie. Aw. is the worst I've seen since Psycho Shark. Here's how bad it is. You don't find out why the heroes and villains hate each other until literally a minute before the end credits roll. Also, it's not a one-man war, and Grizzly Adams' character's brother does most of the work. Hmm. Sounds like Plato's run, doesn't it? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, he says, I happen to go to the Alamo Drafts House video vortex feature where they show VHS copies of movies never released on DVD or Blu-ray. Recently, they showed 1987's Master Blaster. It's a movie where a huge ensemble of badasses converge together in the woodlands of the American South to hold a paintball tournament. But one of them is actually a killer and gets to pick them off one by one. Is it the rogue lady cop? The big game hunter? The Vietnam vet? The mafia hitman? The Cuban anti-revolutionary named Snake? The black guy? You'll have to watch to find out. And trust me, it's worth watching. Also, don't watch Zardos. I mean, it's kind of entertaining, but it's also very slowly paced and kind of dull, and it'll put poor BJ to sleep. Finally. It's every movie. Mm-hmm. Almost. Except oh. this one. Yeah, Damn. not Roar. Surprised he didn't fall asleep during Scott Pilgrim. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 so he says, finally, no, I've got good. words for one of your listeners. Steve LTB Heron. I was, <laughs> lot, <laughs> I was a lot like him in high school, and I found the solution to introducing people to older movies. The first step is you can't Punch just it. say... Hey, this is good, but old movie. Watch it. Find out what they like in modern movies or entertainment. Find an older movie like they and pester them to watch it until they give in. Like that. Yeah, like that. Pester them to watch it until they give in. (laughs) After you've done this a few times and they like the movies, you can begin expanding. A while ago, my group of friends had a then 17-year-old join us, and she had basically never seen a movie from before DVDs. (sighs) I found out she liked watching goth stuff on YouTube so I showed her Beetlejuice and some of Burton's other older stuff. Worked oh. like a goddamn charm, and now she'll watch a movie if I recommend it to her, even if it seems outside her comfort zone. Just remember to personalize your recommendations to a person before introducing them to the classics. It's better for them to watch a movie with the mindset of, oh, hey, this is a movie Steve recommended, and he's got good taste, instead of, okay, I'll watch this old piece of shit to shut Steve up. <laughs> even a great movie will come off terribly when dealing with that. Crash and Burn, Scott from Dallas. So thanks, Scott. Mm-hmm. I'm God. sure we'll... I, I try and do that with my recommendations. It doesn't always work, though. Because the, the, the only way that backfires is you're like, man, they're going to fucking love this. And then when they're like, huh, <laughs> why did I watch that? And then you're left going, eh, I don't know. I thought because I like told it. you to, you fucking idiot. Now watch yeah. something else and like it. Yeah, you're <laughs> supposed to laugh. What's wrong with me? Uh, and he has a, he has a quick uh, thing he adds. Uh, something I forgot in my last email. I mentioned the movie Master Blaster. I forgot to mention it is the only movie the director directed as he was too busy racking up 185 plus credits as a stuntman and stunt choreographer to direct a second movie. That's right, guys. Master Blaster is a movie directed by stuntman. Crash and Burn, Scott from Dallas. Those are the best. Yep. Right on. Sold. You are guaranteed stunts. Hell yeah, stunts. I say we get to that after we tackle some malls. Okay. Right. Sounds good. Uh, Since you mentioned Steve like the bird heron. Uh Uh-huh. We might have a voicemail from Steve like the bird heron. Oh, do we? Oh, really? Yeah, why don't you play that? Because BJ asked for it. I swear to God. Steve like the bird out. What did you ask for? I told him to. He wanted some harmonica. Yeah, I called him. Told him to call in and give us some some harmonica action. Some sweet tunes. Is that yeah. what that was? It was. Yeah. It was like, you don't recognize harmonica? What's Did wrong you? with you? Were you not here? The harmonica. The, yeah. I could barely hear it. I'm sorry. Oh, well, your you headphones need to turn suck. Your headphones. Yeah. I think your lights off. Your lights off. No, I'm serious. I think your lights <laughs> off. What? Think His lights on. I can see it. We'll punch All his right. light out. No, because he didn't like, appreciate harmonica. Running the board. Thanks for that, Steve. 
Uh, Thank you. So moving right along. I quite enjoyed it. These other shitheads did not. I thought it was hey, fun. I, I enjoyed just it. Just ask what it was. Hey man, I don't did. lump us with this asshole. <laughs> what the hell? The problem is, is I don't listen Silly. to you, and I didn't know you asked for <laughs> what for harmonica Jeez. exactly. I mean, you edit the show. Oh, uh, what? Do I? No. <laughs> no, he does Apparently not. not. Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh, this, is the time, this is the moment where we turn. Yeah. <laughs> like it, lions. It, <laughs> it's a four-way <laughs> heel turn. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm all right with you guys. Uh, <laughs> fuck you for being yeah. all right. <laughs> You're cool. You're cool. Fuck you. Uh, next up, we got Freddie Flapjacks is still on the road. He says, hey, casters. He hasn't made it to Alaska yet. Dude, Alaska's a long fucking ways away. This email was sent two days later. <laughs> he says, hey, casters. Thanks for answering my questions in my last email and for playing my voicemail. My cast has become incontinent while I drive. One of the dogs has become very flatulent and the other do- still snorts with every breath. My truck smells wonderful. I've stopped for the night north of Seattle before heading into Canada on my way to Alaska. Keep the following in mind if you would like to include elements from movies as you drive cross-country. Fort Knox in Kentucky has the golden model of the gold repository from Goldfinger on display in their museum. Nice. The St. Awesome. Louis Arch, as shown in National Lampoon's Vacation, is nerdy cool. You can ride an elevator to the top of the arch and look out of small windows. I've been there. It's pretty cool. Hmm. That thing is crazy. Like, when you're standing it, you're like, how the hell is this standing? And then you realize there's, like, twice as much of it underneath you. Oh. Yeah. It says, if you go to Mount Rushmore, remember they have no fucking sense of humor about National Treasure 2. <laughs> ask, a, ask a park ranger if he met Nicolas Cage, you'll almost get pepper sprayed. <laughs> also, the little fuck of a lizard from the car insurance commercial lied. Washington Eye is not hollow. This is another thing that may get you pepper sprayed. <laughs> Damn. After driving through Nebraska, I can see what inspired Children of the Corn. If you need to stop for gas in a small town there, do it quickly and get your ass back out on the highway. Mm -hmm. Finally, Harry and the Hendersons was set in Washington State. It may be the new legal pot or the people who here are just that friendly, but they chuckle if you mention the movie. (laughs) I can't remember any movies that were set in West Virginia, Wyoming, Montana, or Idaho. In any event, there isn't much to see in Wyoming or Montana, hence the 80 mile per hour speed limit. I'll check in once I'm back on American soil. Wondering if I should sing Blame Canada as I go through customs entering Canada. Freddie Flapjacks. Hmm. I would have liked to have seen Montana. I would have also liked to have seen Montana. (laughs) Uh, I recommend that you update us throughout Canada. Also, uh, if you're able to. Yeah, I want to hear all about the Canadian stuff. Tell me about Manitoba or wherever the fuck you are. Throw some loonies at some strippers. Yeah, huck some loonies and toonies at strippers. Go to Vancouver. Yeah, Yeah. go to Vancouver. Vancouver's nice. Yeah. Wherever Vancouver is, go, go to there. Just Way north of West Columbia. Columbia. Yeah, it's, it's close. Not to Canada. here, but to where he is. He's probably already by it. Visit the Yukon, where there is gold. I've heard that on TV. Go to right. Newfoundland uh, on your way to Alaska. <laughs> next one's up from Jared. Uh, he says, could have been great, however. Mm. Hey, guys. Jared from Jersey here. Not with a movie recommendation, but a question. I finally got around to watching Steven Spielberg's 1941 and after watching it, I realized that the movie would have been great if it was actually funny. I felt that the movie was crying out for the help of Harold Ramis to do a punch-up or a flat-out rewrite of the script. Flip the script, as Chuck would say. Or, as BJ would put it. So my question for you guys is this. Is there a movie that if it wasn't for that one oh, thing... Oh, pregnant pause. I get it now. No, all right. Is there a movie that if, you, if it wasn't for that one thing could have made the movie great? Keep the faith in Busey, for all your dreams will rain false. Keep up the great work, Jared, sent from my Nintendo Famicom. 
It's a movie with one thing wrong. Would have been great except for... Danny DeVito, Batman Returns. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, Boston. Uh, uh, you're so wrong there are movies that I have like very specifically not given five stars to because of one specific flaw. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Carlito's way showing the ending at the beginning of that movie is a serious flaw. I, I think that's a terrible choice. I think that totally undermines the way that movie ends. Mm-hmm. Um, but not really a choice. There aren't really things in a movie. It's like that make or break it. That's kind of a whole general overall thing. Yeah. I mean, there, there could be a movie that you think is okay, but then something happens. You're like, oh, fuck that movie. But to, yeah. for one thing to make it or break it in terms of greatness or terrible, that's that's a hard. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't go that far, but uh, Joe Pesci and Lethal Weapon 2, mm-hmm. I think, take Joe Pesci out. And that is one of the best action movies ever. But have him in and it's in it's two? still it's still awesome. And yes, and they don't quite overuse him in that, but uh-huh. he's still annoying as fuck oh, in yeah. that movie. And that's why three and four are bad because he just <laughs> bursts into scenes. <laughs> and there's one, you know, like four, there's that one scene where it's just he and Chris Rock screaming at each other for like three minutes. Yep. That's like, the worst. <laughs> it's like, stop. Like we, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but take Joe Pesci out of Lethal Weapon 2 and it's pretty fucking awesome. Take Danny Glover out of Predator too. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> well, just, we had this discussion last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, there's just I, I'd have to give that a lot more thought. I think. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of movies that I'm just like, man, this is almost perfect. But the last ten minutes of Dark City, because otherwise it's a f- perfect fucking movie. Yeah, I know you I mean, think that, yeah. and it's true. <laughs> that is the dumbest twist ending ever. Yeah, kind of, kind of like me with Signs. I think. Um, the whole swing away montage. It's like here, in case you haven't been following, that's, here's let's explain fucking everything. That's a twist in for the sake seconds. of a twist. And that's, I know that's, but, that kind of breaks that movie. Yeah. Any movie, any movie where there's a scroll of text explaining away what happens after everything they've depicted. Oh, on screen. Hey, unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> any of those movies, like just fucking please for the love so, of God. Basically in night Shyamalan, would be the thing you change and, yeah. and makes and you have a bunch <laughs> yeah. of good movies. No, <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> I mean, taking John Leguizamo out of most movies. Yeah, we've talked about it before. I, th- I think the twist breaks Fight Club completely. I-, I think that that twist is just terrible. Really? Yeah, uh, yeah. We we've had Origi- this fight originally yeah. or all, like now the, the whole time. Okay, in the theater, I was like, "What? No, uh, uh-uh. uh." <laughs> okay. No, anyway. there, because of things that happen before that, there, are, there. Are, I don't care how crazy you are; you cannot drag yourself down the street. Can't do it. Sorry, spoiled it, John. I'm sorry if you haven't seen Fight Club. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> we need. I'm gonna get you yeah, that on a you T-shirt. Got a point. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you got a point. You've had 15. It's not years. the descent. I feel bad about that, but yeah. a vague reference to Fight Club. Come on. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty that's, sure if you haven't seen you, you've at least had it spoiled for you. It had to have at this point. Yeah, it's a and meme, that's, that's one, sake. you know, I, I hate to be like that, but that's one where it makes a lot more sense in the book. Oh, sure. You know, and if you're going to adapt the book, you kind of have to have that there. Yeah. So that that's just a case of they didn't connect the dots the way they were supposed yeah. to. Yeah. And I, I honestly think there are certain stylistic choices you make when you're doing that sort of thing in a movie that you know it's not going to be right or look right once you hit that reveal but yeah. it's 
you're looking in on part of the madness as well. So, you know, you're you're not you're not catching exactly what's actually happening. Right. You're catching a perception of something that's happening from somebody's fucked up brain. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, I do remember uh, that movie quiz show seeing a documentary about that before the movie came out and thinking this is a fascinating story. And then the movie like dumbed that down entirely and didn't do the bits that were really really fascinating about it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of broke that for me. Like if you just told the story as it happened, that's a great movie. I don't know what you guys did, but that ain't it. Now, why did you change the most interesting parts of this movie? Yeah. So, stuff like that. Yeah. I, I think uh, Wedding Crashers, once they get back from that, once they get back from their trip, mm-hmm. that movie falls the fuck apart. Oh, there's a definite tonal shift in that movie where yeah. it's like wacky comedy and then not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that. That That's when I'm like, man, that would have been a great hour. <laughs> Even though you do get the mom meatloaf fuck thing in that second half, but that's about the only laugh that exists in that second half of that movie. Yeah. So anyway, uh, next up we got Pierre talking about Expendables three. Oh yeah, that happened. Yeah, I right. said, "Hey guys, ended up catching Expendables three at a second run theater this weekend. It wasn't actually half bad. If anything, watch it for Antonio Banderas and Mel Gibson. By far the best features of the movie." I recognize I'm in the minority in saying this, but considering how much everybody shit on it before I saw it, I wasn't exactly I wasn't actually that disappointed. Maybe <laughs> I went in with too low of expectations. It would have benefited from our rating during the fight scenes, and as I've said, and you guys have said, real squibs. But for a cheap popcorn movie, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Harrison Ford was hit and miss, but good to see him on the big screen again. Anyway, keep up the awesome work, Pierre. Yeah, I mean, I think any movie, if you have low of expectations. Oh, yeah. Low but, expectations are great. Yeah. <laughs> I just... The world doesn't let us have them very often, but... Yeah, I, I mean, just just looking at how many people they stuffed into that cast was the first big red flag for me. Yeah. And then PG-13 was the other red flag. and Well, Expendables 3, also red flag. <laughs> eh, well, well, yeah, coming off of 2, which just... Mm-hmm. It's fucking A, man. Still pisses me off. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I... Eventually, I'm going to watch that. Like sure. It's going to show up on Netflix, and I'll be like, you know what? Now's the time. And then I'm probably going to have the same reaction he has. Oh, Mel Gibson's pretty good, actually. <laughs> Tony Bender's cool. You know, and yeah. yeah. That's just, God, that franchise. It should work so much better than it does. Yeah. And they've had three tri- three cracks at it, and they haven't gotten it right yet. Nope. So. All right, last one's from Kyle. Kyle. Kyle, who has Bon Jovi versus Vampires. Oh, John Carpenter's Vampire. So okay. he says, Kyle, here again with the suggestion I was reminded of when I saw it in a bargain minute at the grocery store. Oh, that's like two or three, isn't it? No. Vampires, Los Muertos. This is a pseudo sequel to John Carpenter's okay. Vampires, and I will sell it to you with one line. John Bon Jovi and Eddie from Family Matters versus Vampires in Mexico. That's all you need to know. Till next time, crash and burn. Pimps don't commit suicide, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. That's a good selling point. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I've I've never seen vampires, vampire dollar sign. It is during John Carpenter's sad period. Wait, did they actually make it? Like he made the first one. Vampire. I know, yeah, the first it's called one, John Carpenter's Vampire. Yeah, I'm saying I don't, he don't think he made these like. No, he's probably yeah. executive producer or some yeah. shit like that. But yeah. I mean, I like the original one just yes because they almost killed James Woods. That was pretty fascinating. Yeah, I mean, there's, a, there's actually a, almost killed. There's James an explosion Woods? so yeah, fucking didn't they big. Blow his eardrums. Yeah, there's yeah. an explosion oh, yeah. so fucking big behind him that it's like. Yeah. They were like, hey, open your mouth or your your drums will explode. Yeah. 
Mm. But he did that to Kurt Russell in The Thing, too. Yeah. Because there was that one explosion they talk about. It was like, and that's where I almost died. Yeah. So. Man. Yeah. I just, man, that late period of John Carpenter is sad. It just hurts. Ghost of Mars is in there, too. We talked about watching that. Yeah, we need to watch that. We almost watched it this week, but roar. There's a lot of stuff we almost watched that's no longer on streaming. And it I know. Sucks. I know. That's the problem with streaming. Yeah. So we had to go back to stuff you could barely find anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Take that, streaming. Yeah. <laughs> we'll go watch Roar instead. <laughs> Show Tippy them. Hedron almost die. Yeah. Anyway. People get staples in their head and shit. <laughs> so are we done? Contact information? <laughs> I think so. I guess um, uh, send us emails to bmf at bmfcast.com. Visit the website, which is incidentally bmfcast.com. There's a bunch of buttons on the right-hand side that will lead you to all of our social things. Uh, search for stuff through our Amazon link and then buy it, um, and it will benefit us and not penalize you in any way, shape, or form. Uh, find us on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. Give us a call on the Garfield phone, the BMFCast hotline, 9105-JOX-BMF, 9105-569263. That is it. Let's go. Okay. Sounds great. Awesome. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is BMFCast out. Yeah.